0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 219 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thank you so much for joining me this week. This is the number one place to get proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership business each and every week. This week is the final episode of our trip into the vault. We've been dipping back into the archives to showcase some of the best, most useful, most timely episodes of the Membership Guys podcast because with over four years of weekly, episodes we know that there's some gold that you have missed so in this little trip into the archive so far we talked about b2c versus b2b memberships the differences between the two and you know how they affect your messaging marketing pricing all that stuff we've also talked about how you actually decide and figure out what to charge for your membership and this week We're going back to episode 114, almost two years ago, to talk all about MVPs. So, MVP, it's not in basketball terms, not most valuable player, all that stuff. MVP meaning minimum viable product. Now, truth is, one of the biggest reasons memberships never really get off the ground, never really build traction, is that their initial idea for the membership sucked. It just wasn't right. Maybe the market fit was wrong. Maybe it was a great idea, but not one that people cared enough about to pay for. But usually the failings of memberships that don't do very well are right at the beginning with the idea. So you need to be researching, you need to be surveying your audience, all that sort of stuff. But one of the best ways of validating that your idea has legs, that it could become a successful membership, is to create a minimum viable product, an MVP So back in episode 114, I dug deeper into what an MVP actually is. What does that actually look like? What's it consist of? How do you create an MVP? Why they're so important and how you actually go about creating your own MVP. We also talked about the characteristics of an effective MVP as they specifically relate to membership site. I give six types of MVPs that you could create with some examples and types for each. Some types of MVPs are going to give you a better indicator of whether there's a hungry market for your membership than others. So we go into that in a bit more detail. We also talked about why it doesn't matter if you're already selling services and products because sometimes people will have their membership idea and they'll think well of course I'll be able to make money with this because I'm already making money from this other product or I'm already making money from working With clients one on one, that can be a costly mistake. So, this is a real good deep dive episode all about testing your idea with a minimum viable product. If you're early in your membership journey, or if you're looking at making changes, or perhaps bringing a new membership or a new product, or even just new membership levels into your business, then you're gonna want to stay tuned for this episode. So, hope you enjoy it. Back into the vault. How to test your idea with an MVP. Now when it comes to that initial planning stage, you can research your market and you can survey your audience until the cows come home. It's still extremely easy to allow your bias towards what you think is a winning concept to sway your analysis of any research that you do. Or even worse... And we see this more often than we like, to completely ignore warning signs that you're heading down the wrong path. Sometimes people simply fall in love too deeply with their own idea. That even when they've got all of the people in their audience saying, you know, this kind of sucks, they still charge on regardless. So how do you figure this out? Well, one of the best ways you can test whether your idea is worth pursuing or not is with an MVP. So for those of you who don't know what that is, an MVP is a minimum viable product, something that you offer to your market that is a relative representation of your membership with just enough features, the bare minimum that you need to be able to put it out there and try and get people to buy or register interest. It's essentially just like sending a canary down a mine. It's a toe in the water. It's a product that you put out there purely to prove that people will buy something that you want to actually sell to them. So the purpose of your MVP is firstly to validate interest in what it is you actually want to offer and what you plan to cover within your membership. It's to validate your market to solution alignment to make sure that what you're offering is actually what your audience want. It's also to validate your ability to compel people to action. You could have the best product in the world that your audience would go nuts for, but if you're not capable of actually reaching your audience and selling them and describing your product effectively enough to actually get them to want to buy, then it's all for nothing. So, an MVP proves and validates that you can actually reach your market and sell something to them. It's also proved that there's a buying market at all. You know, sometimes people can have huge audiences, but those audiences will be comprised of people who will never put their hand in their pocket and pay for a service or product. And an MVP will also provide you with feedback and with insights from paying customers that will ultimately help you to refine your final membership product. So by creating an MVP product, you're able to send that canary down the mine. You're able to dip that toe in the water without having to go through all of the work and create all the content and build a membership site and so on. Now, all of that is stuff that you want to find out before you invest loads of time and loads of money into building a membership, creating content, and so on. You don't want to launch your membership and then find out that your audience is comprised out of non-buyers. You don't want to launch a membership and then find out that no one in your audience ever had any interest in the topic or the particular solution that you want to provide. So, creating a slim line, slim down MVP, a minimum viable product, to test these things first could save you a lot of headaches or could just nudge you from the wrong direction towards the right one so let's talk about the characteristics what makes a good mvp First and foremost, a good MVP should solve a problem or deliver an outcome that's either the same or similar to that of your membership. It should be addressing the same kind of pain point. It needs to be in the same ballpark, otherwise it's not a good enough indicator in the interest for what your membership ultimately will be. A good MVP also needs to secure commitment from the customer. Again, we need to validate that interest and validate the fact that people will pay for what you're offering. A good MVP should also involve minimal upfront work. Ideally, if you're selling a service or you're selling a product that does involve you to create something or to deliver something... It should be the type of product or structured in such a way that that work isn't done until after somebody has bought. Again, you don't want to spend a week or so building a product or building a lightweight version of a membership or a course or anything like that and then nobody buy it. So ideally, the work involved in delivering the MVP should come after you've got that commitment, after you've got that payment from your member. And when it comes to what people actually pay, the price point for your MVP should be in the same ballpark as your final product. Now this should either be a one-off payment, that's equivalent to what you would charge for a single month of your membership, or if you have an estimate of what your customer lifetime value is going to be in your membership, or maybe you're selling an annual membership, then if your MVP is something that's a little more substantial, your pricing should be around about the same as your customer lifetime value or an Annual payment. Again, we want as many characteristics of our MVP to be good representations of the membership as possible. So if you're selling an ebook for $7 and your membership is going to be $100 a month, somebody paying $7 for an ebook in no way suggests that they'll pay $100 a month for a membership. But if you run a group coaching program that costs $100 a month and addresses the same sort of pain points that your membership will, then that's the same sort of ballpark and it's a better indication that those people will pay the same amount for your membership. Now considering that we're testing the viability of a membership site, ideally your MVP should be something that's delivered in a one-to-many format, and something that's delivered online. Now, that's not a complete deal-breaker, but again, if you can check that box for your MVP, you increase the chance that the results you get will be a more realistic indication of whether people will join your membership. And ideally, your MVP should involve actually getting paid. In fact, you'll find most people don't consider an MVP to be truly viable, that's the V in MVP, Unless payment is received. Now we mentioned before that the characteristic of a good MVP is that it secures commitment from the customer. So if it's not possible to create an MVP product that involves getting paid, you can still secure commitment in terms of pre-orders or in terms of sign-ups for a waiting list. But ideally, if you can get people to pay you for your MVP, that's a much, much stronger indication of a viable idea. And even more so if that payment is recurring. It doesn't need to be a never-ending subscription like a membership would be, but if you can have something that's installment payments or perhaps payments over six weeks or eight weeks, again, it's a better indication that your audience are going to be receptive to a membership subscription. Okay, so now that we've discussed the purpose and the characteristics of a good MVP, let's talk about the MVP itself in terms of the different ideas for what sort of products you can actually take to market to do testing and validation. So the six main types of MVP I want to discuss, starting with the interest gauge. So the idea of an interest gauge is something that's created primarily for the purpose of capturing people's interest in your membership idea. Ideally, getting some form of initial commitment or at least indication that they join your membership. So there's a few ways you can do this. The first is with a waitlist. So this is a simple page that you send people to where they can submit their name and their email address in order to join a waitlist for your membership. In doing so, they are saying that they want to receive updates from you about the different details of the membership as it starts to come together and that they want to be amongst the first people to be notified when your membership is available for them to join. Now we recommend that everybody set up a waitlist the second that you decide that you're going to create a membership website because that just gives you something to send people to when you're blogging, when you're podcasting, when you're building your audience. And it enables you to create a more targeted, slightly more engaged group of people on your email list that should be the first people you actually market to when you're about to open your doors. So a simple waitlist is a great way to capture people's interests. Another sort of interest gauge MVP is sending out a survey to your audience. Now chances are, as you're researching your market and you're putting together your membership idea, you may have already surveyed your market. But in terms of using a survey as an MVP, this is something where you want to be explicitly asking people and including the question, Are you interested in joining this membership? Would you be interested in me following up with you when the doors open? So you're getting that more explicit statement of intent from your audience by being direct and asking them whether they'll actually buy and whether they'll actually join your membership. Another type of interest gauge MVP is a simple free Facebook group. So again, this is something that can be very worthwhile just in those initial stages of building your audience. But for validation purposes, you could try perhaps explicitly stating that this group is actually a free version of what will become a paid product. So you're setting those expectations, you're setting the tone, you're setting the direction of the group, and you're also providing a better context for tying this into your membership. Now, of course, everyone who joins your free group isn't necessarily going to stick around to become a paid member, but if you position and present this in a way that this is essentially your membership and at some point along the line it will become paid, then that acts as a slightly better form of validation than simply having a basic free group that's centred around an interest as opposed to being centred around your product. Now, the big upside of this type of interest gauge MVP is that they're all extremely quick to deploy. However, they are perhaps the lowest form of commitment that you're asking from your audience and as such they're not particularly accurate reflections of how many people will go on to pay to join your membership. You're asking someone to do something fairly non-committal, enter their email details, answer yes to a couple of questions, join a free Facebook group. So this really is the absolute bare minimum approach to validating your idea. While it's not necessarily the best form of MVP, all of this is stuff that we'd absolutely recommend you do anyway, as it at least gives you a ballpark and a starting point and helps you build an audience who are a step or two closer in terms of their commitment level, in terms of their awareness, than most people in your audience or on your email list will be. And if you can't get people to join a free group or to join an email waitlist, then that's going to set off the very first round of warning bells, the very first alarm. That something may be off in terms of your product and audience fit or in terms of your ability to actually get people in your audience to take action. So in that sense, these sort of interest-gauge MVPs can be very, very useful in those early stages. The second type of MVP I want to talk about is coaching. So there's two ways that you might offer coaching as an MVP. You could sell one-hour blocks of consultation time, where you basically charge the equivalent of a single month's payment in your membership or what you plan to price that as. And in exchange, somebody gets you on Skype or on Zoom or something similar to answer their problem, address their challenges, and so on. Now, right now, I hear a few of you protesting that your time is worth way more than what you would charge for a single month of membership. But remember, you're doing this solely to validate an idea, not to profit. Alternatively, you might look to offer a group coaching program where you take a small group of, say, 8 to 10 people and you offer them a monthly product where perhaps they each get a one-to-one call every month or maybe they get an individual call every quarter. So there's a little more structure, there's a little more meat on the bones, but it is still all very focused around coaching. So, not only do things like this, these one hour consultation blocks or group coaching programs validate an interest in a solution as well as your ability to sell to your market. Speaking directly to your audience in this capacity, in a small group or one to one, is going to give you a wealth of ideas and inspiration for membership content. So, this doubles up as great market research. Now, the downsides to using coaching as an MVP is that it's more one to one than your membership is likely to be. And so people who are taking you up on this offer are likely to be ones who value that one-to-one access above all else. And as such, they may be less likely to join a membership where you wouldn't be as accessible. However, these types of MVPs definitely enable you to tick some of the boxes of idea validation. And if you go with the group coaching option, then it's proving the subscription model works in your market too, since those guys are going to be paying you either on an ongoing basis or they'll be paying you in installments. The third type of MVP is a basic info product. So for example, this could be a standalone course. If you have existing courses that you previously created and you plan on putting those into your membership, then you could try selling just one of those on its own. Again, either for the same amount as a single month's membership, or if it's a particularly in-depth course with lots of bells and whistles, then you might sell that for a price point that's equivalent to your estimated customer lifetime value. Now, you may already have been selling courses to your market, in which case I'd examine whether the audience you've been selling those courses to is the same or is similar to the audience you're creating the membership for. How well have those courses sold? What sort of feedback have you had? If you've been monitoring completion rates, for example, on your courses, have they been good or have they been bad? If you've got multiple courses, how many repeat purchases do you have? All of this information is gold dust for validating and refining your membership idea. Now, what I would say is that in terms of using an info product as an MVP, I'd avoid just selling things like ebooks and the like because these are probably way too far away from your final membership offering to give you any good information if you're selling these as an MVP. So we've had the interest gauge, we've had coaching, we've had info products. The fourth type of MVP I wanted to talk about is training. So this could be an in-person workshop, an actual physical workshop where you get people together in a room and you teach a specific topic. It could be a paid webinar where you're basically doing the same thing, you're just doing it online. Or something a little more extensive like an eight-week course or program where you're actually delivering the material live through a series of webinars and online training. Now this sort of thing is getting a little bit closer to being a product that's in the same ballpark as your membership. In fact, if you plan on offering member webinars or live training in your membership product, then selling paid webinars as an MVP could actually be one of the best indicators of interest that you could put into play. In terms of pricing, you'd likely charge the equivalent of one month's payment for the in-person workshop or for the paid webinar. But if you're going with the 8-week live course or the program, then your price point would be the equivalent of your estimated lifetime value. The great thing with this type of MVP is that you're actually creating content as you validate. So you're killing several birds with one stone. As you're not only generating income and validating your idea, you're creating content that you can then repurpose. You can repurpose the webinar, the workshop material, recordings of the live course, take all that stuff and put that in your membership. If you're planning on creating courses and stuff for your membership anyway, at some point you are going to be sitting down at a camera recording stuff. So why not combine that with putting out an MVP product again? Kills multiple birds with one stone and acts as a great way to validate your membership idea. The fifth type of MVP is the pre-sell. So the idea behind this is that you actually take orders and payment for your membership site before you actually create it. And you can do this in one of two ways. First is to take pre-orders, where you actually allow people to make a payment in advance that will count towards their membership when you open the doors. Now, this can be tricky to implement on a technical level, depending on your tech setup, and you have to consider the recurring element too. Because while people might be okay with making a single one-off payment in advance, they're not going to want to sit there for months and months being charged a recurring fee while waiting for your site to open. So, with a pre-order, you might consider maybe offering a lifetime option or even a three-month or a six-month pass, which then takes effect when the doors open. There's various ways you can implement that on a tech level. We're not going to dive into that in this episode, but it's certainly doable. The second pre-sell option is to use crowdfunding, so to pre-sell your membership on a platform like Kickstarter. With this, again, you'd need to think about what you're selling in terms of structuring things as a one-off initial payment. And typically, with things like Kickstarter, you're going to need to offer bonuses and so on for different levels of commitment. Now, with this sort of pre-sell, the important thing is that you need to be 100% certain you're going to follow through. And that creates a little bit of a chicken and egg situation in terms of using this kind of pre-sell as an MVP. Because if the info you gather from pre-selling for validation leads you to decide that this isn't a path you're going to go down, then that's going to cause a problem. So I'd strongly urge anyone doing crowdsourcing or pre-orders as an MVP to put the money that they raise in a separate account or to put it in escrow, Basically, anywhere that is out of reach from the rest of your business. Don't spend a penny until the doors to your membership open. Because if, for some reason, you need to change paths and you decide not to create the membership that you pre-sold, you're going to need to be able to return people's money. Now, this is definitely not an MVP option to choose lightly for that very reason. And I would say you should probably have done some other form of validation previously, such as selling one-off courses and so on. Okay, so the sixth and final type of MVP I want to talk about is selling a bare bones membership website. So essentially a lightweight version of your membership site. So in many ways, this is the very epitome of an MVP, a minimum viable product, as it's a version of your final product that is stripped down to the bare essentials, to as little as you can possibly have in place in order to justify taking it to market. Now, you could approach this in a few different ways. You could go for a lightweight version of your final membership site. So you might decide that, okay, long term, you want to have an on-site forum software for your community, but short term, we'll go with a Facebook group. Long term, you want to have courses, you want to have workshops, and loads of awesome content. But short term, we'll go with just live member webinars. Long term, you might want to have discounts, perks, and custom tools that you build, but short term, we're just going to put in your existing opt-ins, put in any resources you already have. So it's a truly lightweight version of your membership site. Now for this option, you would still need to actually build an initial website. So there's still some tech hurdles to overcome. Although if you're keeping it lightweight, then you can choose very basic setups in terms of your theme, in terms of your plugins and so on. But if you don't want to get into that, then you might go even more lo-fi by combining email with Slack or with a Facebook group. So you're delivering premium content, but you're doing it via email. You can send people attachments, you can send people articles you've written, videos and so on, and you do it via email rather than a dedicated website. And then for the community, you could use Slack or you use a Facebook group. So this is all closer to the value proposition of your final membership. It's premium content and it's community without the headaches of setting it up. Another option for being able to offer this kind of bare bones membership is to use a platform called Patreon. Now, this is a relatively new platform, but it's a one that has gained a lot of popularity and a lot of momentum. And essentially, it's a platform that allows your audience to pay a nominal fee, a nominal payment, almost a donation on a subscription basis in support of the work that you're doing and the content you're producing. It's almost a hybrid between crowdfunding and memberships, as even though the idea is that people will pay to support stuff you're already doing, podcasting, videos you're already creating, blogging, this public content... Typically, people who do support you, your subscribers, will get bonuses and they will get exclusive content in return. Now this is a platform usually used by creators and artists essentially to give them a way of monetizing stuff they're already creating but you can definitely put a little twist on it in order to create something which essentially acts as a bare membership and provides you that MVP for validating your idea. Now the amount involved in terms of what people actually pay to support you are usually small but if executed well this can definitely be a great indicator of how willing your audience are to join a fully-fledged membership. It ticks off a lot of boxes, it's payment and exchange your premium content, its subscription payment and all that sort of stuff. So this can definitely act as a very good MVP. So those are the six main types of MVPs. You have your interest gauge, something like a waitlist, a direct survey where you ask asking people if they'll join a Facebook group, something that involves coaching. So that could be consultation time or an actual ongoing group coaching program, info products like standalone courses that you've already created, Training, things like workshops, webinars or an eight week long live course or program you deliver. Pre-selling like pre-orders or crowdfunding and a bare bones membership. So something that is a lightweight version of your membership site that enables you to create something that is very representative of what your final membership will be without all the headaches of actually setting it up. So it's really a case of finding the balance between getting something that's as closely aligned with your membership as possible and being able to pull the trigger and take your MVP to market quickly and with minimal upfront work. Now, finally, I just want to touch on something I'm sure a lot of you are asking. Perhaps you've already been selling services, coaching and products and so on to your audience, and you're wondering whether that's enough to validate your membership idea. What I would say on that is that just because you've been selling one type of service or product to your audience doesn't mean they'll automatically also buy into a membership. It's still important to do some in-depth validation. My advice would be to look at the services or products you've been selling and apply the criteria we talked about in this episode. What is the main problem you've been solving and how closely aligned is that to the problems and solutions that your membership's going to address? Is your current audience the same one that you plan to serve with your membership? How far away is the price point of what you're currently selling to the price point your membership will have? And what is it that your current customers value the most? Is it... The one-to-one element of what you're selling? Is it facilitation and the fact that you're doing something for them? That sort of stuff largely goes out the window with most memberships. So ask yourself whether the customers you currently have, the people who are currently buying your products and services, would be satisfied with not having that kind of one-on-one access or that one-on-one facilitation. Now this is all to say that even if you've been selling services and products to your audience for years, it's still worth putting an MVP out there even if just to give that final stamp of approval to your membership idea. So to recap, we've talked about what an MVP is and the purpose that it serves in terms of researching and validating whether your membership idea is one that you should pursue. We've looked at the criteria that a good MVP should address, the boxes that need ticking, and how that applies to the membership model. And we've covered the six main types of MVPs you create, looking at a whole range of different ideas and different products that you could try to employ in order to do that validation. All right, I do hope that you enjoyed our trip back into the Membership Guys archive this week and indeed over the past few weeks. Hopefully you'll agree that these have been three great episodes to pull out from the vault and bring back to your attention. With this episode in particular, I definitely recommend you check out the show notes over at themembershipguys.com forward slash 219. That's themembershipguys.com slash 219. Check out the show notes because we've got a great downloadable worksheet for you there that's actually going to give you even further insight and more tips on creating an MVP and it's going to help you actually craft your minimum viable product as well. So make sure you check out those show notes at membershipguys.com slash 219. Next week, normal service renews as we get back to our regular schedule programming. And actually, we're coming back with a bang because you're getting both myself and the other half of the membership guys, the one and only Miss Callie Willows. She's going to be joining me on the show to do a debrief of our recent conference. So just a few weeks ago, we ran our very own and very first two-day live event here in Newcastle in the northeast of England I'd love to tell you how it was but truth is and I've talked about the fact we batch produce episodes of the show well in advance like I'm recording this like two months before the conference has gone off so maybe I'm sounding a little bit uh, more optimistic and positive (laughs) maybe it was a car crash maybe it was a disaster I don't know you're going to find out next week Callie joins me on the show which will most certainly have been recorded after the conference has happened we're going to be looking at Lessons learned, how it all went, what we do differently, if we do it again, all that good stuff, giving you an insight into our very first live event. So that'll be a fun episode, I am sure. Thanks once again for hanging out with me. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the last few weeks tripping back into the Membership Guys archive. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.